Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! Welcome to September, it's the 22nd today, 21st. The 21st would be the Earth, Wind, and Fire song. If you just want yeah. to talk about Today that. is the 22nd, as my son. It's the 22nd. So yesterday was the day that first day. Earth, Wind, and Fire had uh, their first day song. Fall. Today's the first day of fall. Yesterday was the first day of fall. Today's, I don't know. It's just Today's be, the first day of fall. Is it? Yeah, it is. Probably the 21st sure. was. Maybe. 21st, last day of summer, 22nd's first day of fall. Celebrate both. Put it this way. It's time for the weather to change. But not so much the heat as in the rain. Yeah. But today's a sunny 65, 70-degree day. The outlook for the next eight days is gorgeous. It's going to be great being outside watching football a, and European football and American football. Yeah. A chicken sandwich on the porch. Yeah, right after this. I'm calling it. Oh, you said us. Us, yeah. Yeah, yeah let's eat outside today. Yeah. Let's, have a, uh, let's have a chicken sandwich on the porch. That'd be good. Like it. So welcome to the Marketing Money Podcast. I'm your normal play-by-play announcer, Johnny Oxford. Am I the color commentator? Yeah, you're the color commentator. Huh. Josh Mabus over there with the Mabus Agency. Right over here. Uh, coming to you live recorded. Yeah. I, I love a live recorded. Local to the region. Yes, we are local to the region, live recorded. With a studio Recorded audience of a, one. Yeah. Bobby laughs at all our jokes, too, which is amazing. Yeah, he, he laughs, uh, and, and we just cut it out. Although we could put laugh tracks on this. Wouldn't that be just awesome to laugh track? We need to do, like, a, a, what, what is it, sweeps during Sweeps Week? Like, we do a little extra kish? Oh, yeah. The, yeah, this week we've got special guest. and then just, The shark, because yeah. it's Shark Week. Yeah, Shark Week. Candy Graham. Uh, this is Fall Week. You'll date yourself. The you Fall Guy. That. The fall guy with um, Majors was it Lee, Lee Majors? Majors, who's from somewhere around here. He's from the was Fair Fawcett no, in the fall guy. Lee Majors is from Middlesbrough, Kentucky. Shout out was to um, Harside Bank. Was Fair Fawcett in the fall guy, or was she like dating him or something? I don't. Know. Why? Why am I putting them together? Maybe. Okay. Anyway, Lee stunt Majors. man, stunt he was man awesome. that starts some, uh, solving crime. He was awesome. Remember, remember man? the day of those shows with like Airwolf? Yeah. And which la- which you and I think Airwolf like was a big thing and it lasted like half a season. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. This black helicopter that was just a complete takeoff on Night Rider. It mm-hmm. just went to the sky. And, and then there the was same a- thing. another one that we shared that had um, the guy that played um, Flash Gordon in it was in a show where he drove a an eighteen wheeler rig that the back would open of the eighteen wheeler rig, which is very Night Rider because you know Michael yeah, he would pull would up in there, and they would up in there. work on the car and talk yeah. about their next mission. The guy in the suit, the gray suit, and then the the girl that. But none of the there are no shows like those that exist now. Cause well, yeah, because it was eight team, eight team, eight team that shot ten million rounds and never hit it a was single the same person. Same thing. It was a little battle, strategy, big battle. Build eight the team thing, wins, runs away. Ba Baracus. Yeah, MacGyver. MacGyver, yeah, it's the same same. Stuff. I wanted to go. I've I've tried to go back and and watch some of those shows, and I just so my son went back and watched MacGyver. He's eleven years old on Netflix or Prime, whichever one had it, and he he actually liked it. He thought it was just cool because it was really easy to understand. The, the plots yeah. are so simple, 
and there's no violence. I mean, there's violence, but not like blood, guts, and gore violence. Yeah. It's just like something explodes and the guy survives, and then you know the what show that I think I need to go back? Quantum Leap. I think Quantum Leap. weird. Quantum Leap would hold up right now. Was Quantum Leap and Highlander the same show? No, nothing, nothing, nothing like it. All. Nothing like. But they like jump around, don't they? To different no, points in time. No, you're thinking of House of Pain. Oh, they do jump around. Yeah. Yes. Jump, jump, jump up and get down. Yeah, that's that's right. That's right. Highlander, there can be only one. And it was really funny to me that the TV show, if you watch the movies, Connor McLeod, the Clan McLeod, born the chores of Glenn Shield in the, the year McLeod. 1676 or whatever. I don't know if that, if that got right, I would get more nerd points. But anyway... Um, his cousin, Duncan McLeod, is also a Highlander from Scotland. Like, the, the statistical probability of having multiple Highlanders from the same family is pretty uh, improbable. The even weirder thing is Christopher Lambert that played Connor McLeod is French, <laughs> yeah. playing a Scotsman with but a Scotsman play- showing up, uh, uh, Mr. Sean Connery, saying, ah, Connor McLeod. It's, uh, He's he was a an Egyptian, played an, an Egyptian named Ramirez, which is a a Spanish name. That was deep. Yeah, that was really deep. Anyway, way deeper than my knowledge goes. Tar- target audience, Highlander, uh, Highlander, deep knowledge, deep cut trivia. Uh, should I? Huh? Fifteen eighteen. Fifteen eighteen. Fifteen eighteen was the year. Uh, they're should I do the rest of the, of the podcast to Sean Cutter? Don't do that. Yeah, can I not? No, don't. But do Junior. No. We're named the dog, Indiana. No. You talk about a, a movie franchise that went downhill after the third one. Indiana Jones, the, the Crystal Skull is unwatchable. It's awful. It is unwatchable. Awful. Yeah. It's so Like, bad. I can't, like, who was on set? Yeah, because, like, at the end of the day, like, you know, they, you have this big scene, and you watch the dailies and whatever, and you all cheer. Like, I think everybody was like that meme where it's that monkey puppet that, like, side eyes, like, okay, well, we're going to probably make a lot of money off of this deal, but. The other Good ones Kate had the, well. The other ones had the sci-fi mixed with some historical. Yeah, what would have happened that you wouldn't have known happened because it's science fiction with the whatever crusades and all that stuff. But then it comes down to like now it just goes alien. Like and it's just there's alien weird. skull and it's a CGI cloud of stuff. Aliens, and you're just like that doesn't really like at least the other had a. Some sense. Well, and you knew it was aliens the whole time, but they kept like trying to obscure it. Like, oh, it's going to be a spaceship, and it's going to be aliens, and like, oh, oh it is. It's an alien. It is that no one knew about because the government covered it up. Or what? And yeah, so he anyway. did. He did survive a nuclear blast in a refrigerator, which is also one of those tropey, stupid, like memeish. That's right, he Bobby with the wind. He had already drinketh of the cuppeth of yeah. life. The carpenter's cup. Junior, drink this. Yes, it was, he, it's the cup of a carpenter. When he walked across the uh, the invisible the bridge. Lowly, the lowly. I can't. Your Sean Connery's getting getting real old real fast. No, it's the it. Yeah, it's it's the night. The night that he shows up to is. You have chosen wisely. Well, speaking but of showing junior. up and choosing wisely. Ah. On. And you don't have to jump through a bunch of booby traps. Or traps of any kind. September 27th and 28th. You might have some IT traps, depending on your bank's firewall. Yeah, you might not have speakers because you, you know, your bank <laughs> still thinks it's, you don't need speakers. It, I will never understand why we did that for like five years. And then finally they were like, oh, you mean all those uh, executive we've, videos, yeah, we've training been videos, videos and, they can't, and no one's ever heard them? Yeah. 
No, we would gather around a TV like a campfire and sit there and watch the one video that the corporate wanted to send out on some type of best sales practices or whatever it was. And you couldn't hear it. Yeah, but thanks for playing, guys. Uh, so anyway, September 27th and 28th, Monday and Tuesday. Sign up right now. Got to sign up now. Run, don't walk. Well, you'll hear this on Friday when we yeah, release. So you, We're a day you're before that. Out of time. So you will you will have to sign up to listen to lots of experts talk about banking and things and marketing stuff. Brought to you by bankers. For bankers. By bankers, for bankers. The only commerce by bankers, for bankers, specifically. Yeah. Specifically. And and there so there's some things you can do that are different this year. You can sign up. You can go through the uh, partner vendor list or vendor partner list, depending on how you want to say it. And um, if you go to the website, and they'll actually give you a discount for attending if you'll take the time to interview with some of these vendor yeah. partners. Yeah. And so if you're looking for someone to help you with, say, uh, televisions in your branches. Yeah digital signage or direct mail or whatever. Definitely, though, not just general advertising marketing. You should, you should call us. Well, I, I don't think there's any that actually do that. I think it's more specific niche <laughs> things. It's just, that's called hashtag selfish for me. Uh, it is Sean Connery. Uh, but, but, but there's no interest like self-interest. True. I say that all the time to people. And when I say it to you, I mean it as a very cutting remark. <laughs> it means you're being selfish. Exactly. And I, exactly. I'm so selfish. I'm a shellfish. Ah, uh, really? I like shellfish. I want a, I want a poll of who who laughed out loud at that joke. No one laughed. I bet they did. No. The Those th- jokes are the the sneaky ones. This you're so selfish. You're shellfish. <laughs> Why am I laughing all of a sudden? Stop. That's terrible. Stop clamming up on me there. Oh please, please. <laughs> you're gonna make me ill. Ah, uh, not a shellfish. No. Sea snake. Sea snake. Or whatever. Nah, well, I'm ill. Slippery. To the point here that uh, we got a lot of people speaking, and you might want to tune in. You can Google ABA Bank Marketing Conference or go to the it website. It goes right there. It SEO goes right is there. Fantastic SEO on picks it. up immediately. And you can look through all of the amazing topics being covered, which I will give you some. We have, uh, well, there's, some, there's a lot of these uh kind of general session breakout recordings that have been recorded that they're going to show live recordings. And I think you can consume it you, sort of at you your can, own, well, own pace. Well, they've asked these speakers to be there to interact if you have, I guess, questions on the Zoom or on the chat, uh, however they have it set up when you log into the conference. Uh, we have um, marketing making a difference. We Lead marketing for digital growth. There's um, peer exchange, state of digital, where we are, where we're headed. Curious case of a customer contact center. That actually might be interesting to see what people are talking about in the world of customer contact, especially if there's some COVID posturing in there about how banks have had to adjust and change. Well, there's also the fact that, you know, we've forgotten that digital is also still very human. Just the channels are digital. And, um, you know, being able to interact with a, with a customer that was gained digitally, I don't know what they're, you know, obviously I haven't seen the, I don't know what they're going to talk about, but just um, a lot of good stuff here. A lot of good stuff. Power packed. One thing I think that's interesting that we were talking about a little earlier that we can mix in here is the uh, this whole notion that branches are somewhat dying. I'm not going to change the whole conversation on this, but I'm going to mention the, the comparison I gave is that, well, branches are closed. Everyone's going digital. 
And I look at our statistics, and given we're in a more rural area of the South that may be, uh, and, not to, and I'm going to stereotype here, but maybe not as technologically advanced as other areas of the country, or may just not have adopted as well because we're, we like to drive our cars and don't have Uber in certain areas and Lyft, and there's more of a spread-out populace versus the density of a city. Uh, and it seems that there's this drive of everything's going digital. It better be digital. It has to be digital. I agree with that premise, but I also agree that if you look at the statistics of a lot of the branching in our markets, and not just Renaissance, but peer banks, the transaction volume in the branches is ridiculously high. Like, I think it would freak out a lot of the, the naysayers of branching out there. They're like, branch it, the, bran- the branch well, well, is dead. Well, well, it's easy to say the branch is dead. When, when you t- don't work in one. And when you're selling something that is more beneficial if the branch is dead. Yeah, okay, totally agree. And, and what I see some banks doing, and you know I kind of rail on this, is listening to them instead of like looking at your actual data and being like, well, that's not exactly how it's working here. Yeah, you're looking at it and you're like, we did 12,000 transactions at one branch in a day. just And not necessarily the flagship. And it's all day long, no break for five people. 12,000 a day. Just, I don't a, know, that's not, but it's, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> loose truth there. It's ridiculous. And I see all this stuff and I'm like, they're, they're not, they're literally pontificating on what they sell to build a narrative that you need to do this when I'm going, no, maybe to do it if you can teach the behavior of your customer to adopt something that gets them out of line, mobile check deposit, whatever. But still, the customer has to wait a day. There's reasons why they don't adopt that technology. Well, well, and someone out there, um, some group of people have begun to convince bankers that there are individuals, customers, potential customers, uh, like a group who prefer a digital banking experience to the option to have a physical banking banking experience. And I would say that that group probably exists, but it's 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 very small. It's widespread. And what I mean by that is the people who want a a, a completely digital bank, like th- that. There's a group, a large group out there that just I don't I don't even want the option to walk into a physical branch. And I don't think that's one, you can't figure that out. If you ask people's opinion in focus groups, this is why you should always take those with, with a grain of salt. People, people vote with their wallets. I, sure, I would buy an $8 uh, a bath poofy if you asked me at the mall. But when it comes down to actually buying it, I may never purchase it. It's really easy to answer a survey one way, but then never move. Well, and, and the point I want to throw out there, and, and I would, if I was in a breakout room at a conference or maybe one of these you uh, will be that's online and i'm not going to say it because i'm going to obviously say it on the podcast but when someone's talking about the death of this and all this stuff i want to raise my hand and we've talked about this too and i want to say well then how does Redbox still exist <laughs> because there are if you can google the red box they are all over the country mostly outside of uh pharmacies and you go up and you you rent movies blockbuster style, and they send you they give you a DVD. The way I understand it, I now I will say this: I'm kind of hypocriticaling myself here because I've never used one, and yet I'm talking about it like people that never use a branch talk about digital. But there's a steady little flow of people going up there and renting DVDs and going back to their when house. When there's a better well, digital experience, that well, the price of a monthly subscription to Netflix or Prime or HBO or Disney, Paramount, whatever it is you want, is probably less than just the one or two rental you had for that weekend. And and again, so John pointed out, you can look at a concentration map 
of Redbox. So you would think, and we we talked about John was incredulous that Redbox could I, exist. I, I don't know how it exists. And I said, well, there's one thing is um, lack of high speed internet is is one. I mean, I don't even have a DVD player in our family that I'm aware of. We there, may have one in a closet from 1995 and, or something. And then there's a pay gap poverty issue of people who cannot or will not commit to a a fourteen ninety five, nineteen ninety nine, whatever. But they'll commit to spending sixty dollars a month on rental movies from a box. That shows you a psychographic leaning that I would rather do it, but not have the obligation of doing it, than to sign up for something cheaper. And this is why, when consumer behavior begins to make no sense, it does not follow the path of logic. Even though people get up there and generically sell you on this is what everyone wants. Well. It makes sense for everyone if you think through it logically. But people are irrational. Well, yeah. That's one thing we found out through all the stuff that's going on in the world right now. We're irrational beings. Yeah, and so when we did the concentration map, well, surely it's around poverty areas. Surely it's around places that would overlap with lack of high-speed internet. Surely it's based around places with lack of technological access. Incorrect, incorrect, incorrect. No. If you look at the map of con- concentration of Redbox installations it is only congruent to the population of the united states exactly bobby with a with a benefit you could get movies from redbox one month earlier than streaming until hbo max but that has to their, consider that you have to have the hard technology the hardware to watch it as in a DVD player and the desire to watch it something a month before you could get it on your is there digital any, apparatus. Is there, you have to still have a like log in. Like you log in at the box, right? You can't just do a transactional guest checkout with one movie. Okay. It, none of us none have, of us none. None of us in I think you still have none of us have ever used Redbox, but I will go to fill a prescription, pick something up, grocery, something uh, short run we need at a CVS. And when you're pulling in your I'm watching people online get their movies and I'm like, why are you doing that? But then maybe I maybe I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah. But I do think it points to, I, I, and I say this all the time, check the motive of the person selling the thing. Like that would be, well, it's what we do. Hey, you need to improve your marketing. Guess what I sell? Marketing. Although I'm surprised I, banks haven't put a red box outside their banks. Because nobody ever tried to sell them and, and Walgreens wrapped it up. You want to bank the unbanked? There they are. I mean, that's, that's try, try, I mean, I would, well, they got to have some kind of, I don't think you can insert dollars into it. It's a swipe card, isn't it? it like debit got, card or credit card, which I, again, this, the hypocrisy of us talking about it and not knowing about it is very, I'm aware of it, but I do want to say it's, it's still though, people renting physical DVDs. It reminds me of Atlanta, the, the TV show when the rapper walks in and tries to play his music and they can't figure out how to play it because he doesn't have a digital version of it. Yeah. Can't you just email it to us? Yeah. It's like, no, he goes, do you have it like on uploaded on iTunes or something? Like, no, he's like, I got it on a, a, a CD. And he's like, we don't play and that, CDs. And that episode's probably nearly 10 years or five or six years old. It's hilarious. Yeah. But the, basically, the, there's a. If you don't watch Atlanta, there's a rapper that's trying to promote his music, and he's he hires an ad agency or his record company, whatever he has, hires an ad agency, and he's more of a street rapper than a than in the professional music biz, and he has one hit, and he's walking into this ad agency to help them promote his music, and he has his tunes. It's almost like a mixtape. It is actually it's a mixed CD, and he has it burned on a CD, and he's trying to answer him. They can't figure out how to, much like. Working for a bank with a firewall, you can't getting to the technology or logging into the dashboard or whatever using is 
often harder than using the actual product. Same situation here, but they make comedy of it in the show. It's really funny. They can't figure out how to play his music because he has old technology and they have, you know, can you just email it to me? Can you text me? Can you airdrop it? No, I've got it on a CD. I don't know how to do any of that other stuff. And so it's the comedy is... He's got the meeting. Everybody, it's in everybody's best interest, but they just can't. They can't figure out how to play the, the song. And then once they do, it skips, and it, it, like they're playing it on like somebody's, you know, connected in CD-ROM that somebody had in a drawer somewhere. I mean, it's it's just comedy of errors. But you know, the other side, you know, as we're talking about this, it's again just going to that assumption. They assume that. Well, it's a CD. The funny thing is, for you tech nerds out there, know that like the file had to be digital at some point to even get on a CD. It's not an analog process. There had to be a, but that's the com- a wave or an That's MP3. the comedy of it, too. Yeah. It's just the irony of how did it get Somebody on Somebody has there? an MP3 or a wave file somewhere for it to ever have gotten on a CD. Do you remember going to local concerts, maybe in college, maybe late in high school, where people would sell or hand out CDs? Oh, yeah. Like the bands would? My wife... And now, if you hand me one, I'd be like, what do I do with this? Yeah. Well, then there was the whole, like, trading of, I mean, you know, from, like, Fish and Widespread, Dave, and all that stuff, like, trading live the, the, live the tapes, tapes yeah, and, and the CDs. Because you bootlegged the show. Yeah, so you'd hear live shows, which my wife was super into in high school and made friends. Oh, I, I had... To this day. I had friends in college that had just... Uh, cases of tapes where they had recorded all these shows and I was like what are you going to do had, with that? I had a really weird flashback. My daughter had a friend, we are talking about Dave Matthews and the song and and, and um, the guy said my daughter never heard of Dave Matthews or, or didn't listen to Dave Matthews he's like play the version from like Japan Tokyo <laughs> and I'm like specific date? I'm like wait I know you use drugs. So you don't ever need to talk. To <laughs> if you if you think like that about Dave Matthews, you definitely use drugs and then the, stop talking. The about best daughter. time they ever played Ants, Ants Marching was 1997 in Japan on September yeah, 22nd, like, and you're like, okay. And that I would expect from someone our age, maybe who is a huge like fan, but this kid, you know, it was 10 years before he was born. But. But back to, in a roundabout way, conversations like this about yeah, branching. Yeah, you get the value and, out of this yet? About branching and digital. But that's the debate we can have at these marketing conferences is a lot of people are selling wares that help them, which is fine. There's a certain email thread or group that sends out emails that one week it's the branch is dead, the next week How to optimize your branch. The branch is growing. And We're going micro-branching. <laughs> Next, how to optimize your branch for profitability by growing. I mean, and what the opportunity, you know, it's just like, I just hope that people are to- holding the line and being like, I'm here for the consistency. And I don't, I don't think it's true for everyone, but I will say this about a branch. I'm still relatively bullish about branches. Yes, they're expensive to build from an efficiency standpoint, staffing and all of that. But there is some psychology, psychological truth that, I think everybody is just it's easy to delete from your from your PowerPoint when you're trying to sell against it. That the strength and stability and the and the nearness of of a branch and then the physical billboard of it is still important. I don't do anything with branching, by the way. I don't sell anything about branching, but it's just kind of stupid to, to ignore say, it as if to, it's like, the branch is dead. Oh well, we have two hundred of them, John. What are you doing with them? They're dead. Oh, well, they're seeing a million customers a year. We make oh, money okay. off of them, and you make money off of the opposite. So, uh, and it, it's just this, chi- what I've said, the chicken little sky is falling. 
I've relayed this story many, many times. Um, Nashville, hipster, millennial, heaven, if it's heaven to you, um, interviewed um, young people in a focus group, moderated the focus group myself. How many, how many times have you been to a branch in the last – or what was your number one decision for, for picking the bank uh, you chose? If, if When we separated them out, this was the group that – My parents had an account No, no this was the group that we um, had separated out. Of the parents? Of the parents. Okay. That had bought – that had banked with a bank, Banker Bank, Smurfy Smurferson, that was different. They had changed banks as an adult or, you know, 18-plus – did not bank with their student checking or where their their parents bank. Um, number one answer, survey says, branch. Near my house or near or my work. work. Then said, okay, well, how many of you have been into that branch in the last three months? Zero. Six months. Zero. And I've told you this story, and you've heard ad nauseum, and maybe some of the listeners have, but it's worth repeating. They got mad. They were like, why you, like, in other words, I like I trapped them, which is a, a, a moderator, whatever, I was like, well, why are you asking? I was like, well, uh, well, let's explore it. Like, why? And it's like, well, you know, it's happened. You know, I've deposited money and it hasn't shown up in my account. I'm going to walk in. It hadn't happened to any of them, but they want that safety net. Well, and I, I compare. And that's not a reason to build a $6 million or $3 million branch necessarily. Now, the industries are not the same by any means, but the comparison of customer service is always something we look into. And I, I would look at airlines now frustrating is dealing dealing with the airline industry because they've gone all digital i mean you can call a person and wait four hours and talk to them but most of your ticketing is done through a digital means and email confirmation it gets where if you want to cancel or do something a little outside of just buying a ticket or changing the time but if you have to cancel or reroute it gets a little sticky in how you use it and it's and literally the comfort is can i walk up to the counter at the airport and have a human being go through with me what I need to do because I can't do it or don't know how to because I'm clicking around. And so I think that's where banking could go. But when you interview folks or whatever I read about, like, I don't know, morning consult and these stuff about industry uh, stuff that we marketing nerds learn about, airline industry is not really high on the like, I was I really enjoyed my experience redoing my ticket. Cause but I, like banking, it's the only the way you can do it. Yeah. And so but the comfort usually comes when you get a person. Yeah. Look, I, I don't want to deal with a person either. I love doing digital. I do my banking digitally. I do all my travel digitally. But my point is when I ha- need a person, I need a person. And with mm-hmm. a bank branch, you have that. When you get to some of these fintechs and third parties and you get kind of, well, I changed emails. I got a new cell phone. And then they can't. Oh, oh, look. oh you so, go through so, this so let's talk nightmare. About, let, let's talk about the changing cell phones. Oh, it's a when nightmare. When your Google Authenticator is tied to the hardware oh of a previous God. one and you didn't change everything. You and I both had to. You're done. I had to suspend my account, redo it, come back, get a new phone. It was like. But the, I've got stupid stuff tied to it. My kid's PlayStation account is tied to an old phone. And I am just hope they never log out of PlayStation or my son is going to lose his mind when he loses all of his stats. <laughs> yeah. But and no, there's no solution But no one for plans it. for it. Like, maybe you'll get a new cell phone every other year. And that, Well, now it's the front I of my do. mind. I, do, I get a new cell phone about every other year. Well, use that freaking QR code and, and I mean, transfer it's it. Unbu- and don't ever send your phone back before you've, get, before you've gotten the Google Authenticator yeah. and all that other stuff moved over. 2FA. Because they'll be like, get the old phone and put... But, but the cell phone provider wants your old phone because they're going to pay you for it. Yeah. So there's a, there's a mixed mess here. If you I hope send, I've... I've it, 
Honestly, no. I, I hate there, to admit this happened to me twice. If there's a value to take off this thing that we're talking about today, don't ever send your phone back when you get a new phone before you've authenticated all the, the two-step stuff you need to, to do your, to, your old to your new phone and your old phone. And if you don't have that, what in the world are you doing? Like what you're not you don't even need to talk about digital if you don't have Yeah, if if you've not experienced this, you're not you don't, don't experience even know. digital. Yeah. You don't because even our online banking PlayStation it's got my credit card in, in the PlayStation network. I'm sorry. I put a credit card in it, not a debit card, because it's the fraud protection for my Visa card is Well, getting money way back getting real money back in your bank account and play tough. money back in your credit card is it's, a little it's different. A little different. Play. It's but, a little different but at that play. point the risk because oh so risk it's like okay if somebody hacks my account i just call visa and say that was fraudulent cut it off so i don't need the two-factor it's just like nice to have but that that's my bitcoin account though coinbase coinbase will be tough you gotta send the picture with the newspaper like you've been kidnapped your driver's license and newspaper (laughs) yep had to do it who actually cracking the same thing but it's a Anyway, the the point of all this is the experience the customer has is just that. It's their experience. And the experience I want may be going to the branch. And it may be, and especially older customers that want more handheld that have, uh, guess what, more money because they've earned it over a lifetime and they've created wealth or have wealth. They may want to go to that branch and you shut that thing down and they're frustrated because they can't get on their phone and make it happen the way their grandkids can. Well, you've just skipped a customer experience that someone expects that's probably a pretty profitable customer versus the the early millennial G Zenner who might be able to whiz around on a phone with authentication, all that stuff, but has no no real assets. Well and and, and student you, debt and all that stuff. And if you did just because a consultant told you to do it before you looked at your own internal data, then shame on you. Yeah. Just it, like me and my Google authenticator. But back to that, a lot of the stuff discussed at the ABA Bank Marketing Conference will hit on digital banking, will hit on marketing to this crowd, will hit on going through the data and figuring out some of this stuff so you can make the right decisions. Mm -hmm. And that's why you should log on Monday and Tuesday. You should. And listen, and if not, listen to the the big time keynotes and get inspired by their, their world stories about how they found success and, you know, whatever they did. I usually get I usually get two good ideas out of every ABA marketing conference. Now here's the thing: they may not be something. Sadly, it may be that I was sitting there thinking, "Well, they're talking about this. Why don't we?" Uh, it, it, and inspired, then, and by something it. pops in my head. I'm like, it had nothing to do with what they were talking. Inspired about. Inspired by a true story. Inspired by, uh, I mean, it may be boredom. Well, I'll tell you this: maybe, but inspired. It's certainly better than sitting at your desk doing what you, uh, you every know, day. What you you've have done an every excuse day. to say, "Hey, I've got to log on to this and check this out and learn something this week." Yeah. And you should. You should. Allegedly. You should never send your old phone back without old phone back without getting all the information off of it. Definitive you, truth. You should never skip the opportunity to learn something when it's right there in front of you. Yeah, just being delivered. Hand delivered. Silver platter. Digital silver platter. A digital silver web page computer. Yeah. <laughs> An Apple. Mac. And it's on demand. It, it is on demand. So you don't have to like do one to one. It's online and on demand. Yeah. Yeah. In theaters at the same time delivered to your home. So you got that all happening through the ABA Bank Marketing Conference. Next yeah. week, Monday and team and team Tuesday. discounts. Tuesday. Yeah, team discounts. Oh, vendor discounts. Vendor talk to a vendor. You might be able to wiggle your way out of it, be it costing almost nothing. That's not true. Oh. It sounds good though, doesn't it? 
it's so good that it couldn't be true. <laughs> it's too good to be true. If it's too, are good, you a vendor? If it's too are good to be true, it probably is. Huh? Yeah. Isn't that the old saying. The That's cli- what I've heard. The cliche. Yeah. Anyway, so for the marketing money podcast, we will be online at the ABA online marketing conference Monday and Tuesday next week, listening to experts, writing down notes, and deciding how we're going to dominate the other banks. That's for me. But for the rest of y'all, you can listen and think about what you want to do. Oh, yes. And Sean Connery will be there. Oh. Probably not. I think. Good speed, Godspeed. (laughs) Welcome to The Rock. Uh, So uh, before you throw us on The Rock for this ridiculous ending to the podcast, uh, good good night. And and Godspeed. (laughs) and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mavis Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.